0: to another bite-sized episode of the Backlog Breakdown, and yes, I am Wes here again. You're probably getting a little bit tired of listening to the sound of my voice, but you know, I apologize for that because most people are getting tired of hearing my voice, but I digress. I'm a teacher. That's the kind of thing I do. I use my voice all the time, and now I'm just kind of rambling. Yes, I am Wes, and I am going to talk to you today about a particular franchise that I just hold so near and dear to my heart. That I will probably punch somebody in the face if they say they don't like these games. I'm just kidding, I would never do that, most likely. But this is a really fun franchise of video games that really set me on a path of discovering like rhythm type games, as well as just fun, quirky Japanese import games that I really, really enjoy, and this would be the Oendon, or the Elite Beat Agents franchise, as it's known here in the US. Now you might be wondering, well, why are there different names for this? Let me go down this Weird release history, and just explain to you a little bit about why these names are so weird. So, the first game was released in 2005 for the Nintendo DS, and it was just called Os Tatakai Oendan, and that roughly translates to something like "Yeah, fight, cheerleading squad." And you know, with a name like that, how can you go wrong? I really like cheerleading squad. You get to fight as a cheerleading squad. Unfortunately, this isn't like a Kuniokin. Kunio-kun game or a River City Ransom type game because you're not really like out there fighting people in like a side-scrolling beat-em-up style although that would be awesome Nintendo that's a free idea for you please make that but this is a rhythm game where you are a band of cheerleaders basically and primarily male cheerleaders actually but you can also unlock the female cheerleaders at the expert mode and they go around, and they just encourage people. So let me give you a typical scenario. Somebody's having some difficulty, and they need to overcome it. And so who do they call? Yeah, they call out for the oh, and on. And they really scream at the top of their lungs, oh, and on! And then the cheerleading squad comes over, and they start cheering them on to the tune of a, I don't know, J-pop or j J-rock song at the time. And that helps the person to overcome their problems. What's not to love? It's a really fun little game where you use the top screen kind of shows you like all of the story elements and everything that are currently at play as you're playing through different parts of the song depending on your performance during these different parts you actually can make it uh make the situation better or make the situation worse so if you're just not really good at following those little tracks sorry you're going to actually end up causing your person to not succeed in their mission as well and if you get too many things wrong well you've just kind of ruined their lives forever so good on ya. So anyway, yes, like I mentioned, this was released in 2005 on the Nintendo DS. And it basically gives you 15 songs or different scenarios where you're just helping people out. And these can range from the absurdly silly to the pretty normal and mundane to the just completely crazy way out there, serious stuff that you would not expect a game like this to cover. Take, you know, for example, you have to actually cheer up a fiancé or a wife, I'm not really sure, but, well, during a sad song in the game, you actually have to cheer up the fiancé of a guy who was a motorcycle rider, I think. I'm going by memory, so I'm a little bit rusty on the details, but he actually appears as a ghost to try to, you know, encourage her through this difficult time of grieving and mourning, and I'm like, whoa, this is kind of scary, and You know, in the other games, they have their own serious situations, but they also have fun, silly situations, like you're just helping this one student cram for his tests and encouraging his family to support him in that so that he can get to a good college and eventually get into a good job and just fun little situations like that. And they mirror real life sometimes. And at the end, it just kind of all goes downhill when you have like an alien invasion. And this cheerleading squad is the only thing that, you know, keeps the aliens from taking over the world. So pretty straightforward stuff. So there were about 15 songs in the first game, which, you know, it's it's the weakest track list so far in terms of like, the amount that you have, but it had some real, as the kids say, bangers, or they're real lit, some of them slap even. So one in particular that I that I particularly enjoy is One Night Carnival. Oh my goodness! That that song just kind of appears in all sorts of different Japanese like rhythm game media and everything. If you played Taiko Drum Master on Switch and I think even on the PS4, you'll run into One Night Carnival, and it is fantastic. It's one of my favorite songs. I'll just put that song on just randomly. I believe it's by Kishidan, if I recall correctly, but I could be wrong. And there, it's it's a banger. Let me tell you. Uh, another one that I particularly enjoy is Taiyou ga moiteru which I guess roughly translates to The Sun is Burning, where I think it's the salaryman dad becomes giant like Ultraman and has to fight off different kaiju in order to, like, win the love and trust of his daughter or something like that. You know, it's super wholesome and the exact type of content that I'm here for. And then the final song, the one that's, like, super hard, especially if you're playing on the expert mode with the cheer Girls, oh, my goodness, is Ready, Steady, Go by Lark Encio I think that's how you pronounce her name. I don't know. That's not even Japanese or English, really, so who knows? And I think most people will know this song because it is an opening theme song to Full Metal Alchemist, I believe the original one. And let me tell you, that that's just like a really, really hard song to follow. And I remember going back on the early days of YouTube, and this is what really turned me on, like the Let's Play scene, but people would actually post them taking a video of their Nintendo DS and actually tapping out these songs, like, not blindfolded, but pretty much blindfolded, like... There's this one girl in particular that I remember, a Japanese YouTuber who was able to play through all of Ready, Steady, Go with perfect 300s on every single note. And there are hundreds of notes in that song. And oh my goodness, it is just so hard. It was just one of those really fun games. And I do have to attribute my love of rhythm games to that game in particular. A lot of people got into rhythm games through Rock Band or Guitar Hero and the days of video gaming yore. But for me, it was really just, Oh and on. and it really appealed to me because you know obviously I'm a big weeb at that time and I still am at this point, I suppose. but it was one of those games that just like, oh yeah this speaks to me. Except though uh, this wasn't the game that I played first. Like most people, this is not the one that I picked up randomly. I heard about it right when it was released, but I'm like, hmm I'm not so sure about this game and I really hadn't understood like importing at that point. so I hadn't picked it up yet because the release next year, in 2006, of Elite Beat Agents was the one I actually started first. Like I said, it released in 2006, I believe at the tail end of 2006. And we were on a trip with my parents and I must have been uh, 2006. I was about 17 at the time. And just a big nerd, as you know, you have probably already guessed. And I went to a Walmart and I saw Elite Beat Agents for $15 and it was just right there. And I was like, well, I've heard good things about the Japanese version of this game, so I might as well give the American version a try. Of course, you know, I was kind of a stinker at that point and I was like oh well these are all just English songs and I don't know these songs and pop culture blah 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 and that's what really proved me wrong honestly. There are 19 songs in this game. You have 16 regular songs and 3 bonus ones that you have to unlock and just the weird, weird track list that they put together for this game. Let me tell you they got some real weird (laughs) weird songs for somebody like me especially. I guess if you're into more popular culture music and everything and you're big in the music scene, you might enjoy some of these. But I I don't know, I I wasn't really that guy. My parents never really let me get into like pop culture music sort of stuff. So at this point, this is just me kind of discovering things that are kind of outside my milieu. So for example, you have the song from Napoleon Dynamite when he's on stage, dancing to this random song, uh, Canned Heat by I believe it's called Jamarokai. I could be mispronouncing that. It seems to be my lot in life. But that's actually a song that you play in the game. And it's following like this ninja trying to break into a bank, I believe, I, or a museum. And this was the song I was playing. And if you're only familiar with the song from Napoleon Dynamite, which, of course, that's really what popularized it and to many people's minds these days, you're just like, well, this is weird, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, You also have a September and I believe that's like earth, wind and fire who did that song. My music friends will obviously correct me on that, but that was also just a, a fun little song with a mom and her son just enjoying a day at the park, but then the weather's going all bad and she's like a weather woman. So it was just, it's bizarre, you know, it's, obviously magic, but that's how it is. You have Let's Dance by David Bowie. I believe that followed like an old prospector who's trying to find oil and gain his millions and billions of dollars. And that's, I, I mean, I don't think that was the first time i had ever heard that song in particular, but just hearing it in this specific instance, even my dad was like, what are you playing? Like, is that David Bowie? And I'm like, I guess so. I don't really know. Uh, you also have like the more heartfelt song, like You're the Inspiration, which really tore at my heartstrings at the time because it was the story of a dad who is killed during a business trip and the mom and the daughter are uh, basically celebrating Christmas for the first time since he's died and the dad's ghost shows up and I'm not going to spoil everything that happens during that particular song but it's just like that that's a good little song for that sort of thing I've heard that song played at weddings before and it just really makes sense when you're covering like a parent-child relationship with that I, I don't know how the song actually relates to that I don't know if people are using it in the right way. And then obviously the best song in the entire track list is Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Yeah, that's a joke. But, it you know, it, it was kind of fitting for the one that the particular story that they used it for, I guess. I don't know. This is probably be the only time you'll ever hear somebody think about Skater Boy in like a positive fashion. So, you know, might as well keep this recording for posterity. But the, the real big change with this game is that not only did they change the entire track list, the presentation was basically the same. But instead of doing a cheerleading squad, because it's just so cultural in Japan and really Asia in general, I remember going to a baseball game in Korea and the cheerleaders were primarily men and they were just super like fired up and everything, doing their chants, trying to get all of the participants in the baseball stadium to, you know, go with them and start chanting the names of the different. Baseball players that were there at the time, and that that's something that's very culturally Asian. And so obviously, Westerners, we think of cheerleaders, we just think of like the high school cheerleader team and everything. We don't think of like male cheerleaders primarily, but the people that you're dancing with are males. So what do you do with the models? Well, you kinda of switch them around and you turn them into secret agents. This is one of my favorite moments of localization for basically any game because it's just so funny like you the, the elite beat agents as the name you know tells you these are just a series of agents that help people out in difficult times and they people they call out for the agents when they're in trouble and the commander he's like agents are go and he sends them out to help to solve people's problems but they don't actually solve it you know it's not like persona 5 where all of your problems are solved by one person basically sorry that was a slight dig but you're actually just encouraging them to solve their own problems the agents only intervene insofar as they're cheerleading you on which you know it's the same concept and everything but you know westerners were more familiar with like those agents in black and everything and they're usually used for more like nefarious things things but it really kind of helps play up that like the men in black image that you would get from the movie so i really enjoyed it for that you know a lot of people are like this is so westernized at this point this is so weird terrible trackless and i'm like you gotta just take the game for what it is honestly and they did their best to really localize a good thing and we don't have a sequel to it yet and it's really sad and it would work really great on the switch but anyway that's not the end of the story, though, because one year afterwards, they're just going like boom, 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 right after another. I guess when you have all the models and everything, it's pretty easy to put these games together. But the last game in this franchise is a game with a very long Japanese title, and I will attempt that right now. It is Muero Nakets, Rizum Damashi Totokai, Owen Dun. 2, and that roughly translates to Let's Go Hot-Blooded Rhythm Spirit Yeah Fight Cheerleading Squad 2. With a name like that, how can you go wrong? Really, how can you go wrong? This game is basically the distillation of all that they've learned in the development of this franchise so far. So all of the different difficulty level variations are really like in sync right here. They've even added like an extra hard mode on top of the expert mode. So this is for the the, the true fans and the most dedicated basically players at this point that they have which is only two games deep so whatever but this also has 19 songs just like elite beat agents and three bonus songs and this this song list i i think it's considered to be the best among you know veterans of the franchise uh with hits like samurai blue and shonen heart just a really great little rapping type song and kibun jojo i know that song has shown up in Uh, taiko games as well so if you play taiko games from around the same time you're you're definitely getting a similar vibe between all of these different track lists and I, i don't know it's it's hard to think about this game for me without really thinking about the wonderful memories that i made of it at the time and this franchise in particular like it just, it just gets me. Like, this game as well, it, it's divided into two cheerleading squads this time. So you have, you know, your sets of the male cheerleaders and female cheerleaders on the blue side and your sets of male and female cheerleaders on the red side. And the songs switch back and forth between them. You're basically, like, divided straight down a line of a town. So everyone on the left side is blue and everyone else on the, red, uh, the right side is red. And you're just kind of, like, going back and forth and everything. And then at the end, the culmination of the entire storyline and you really do see a lot of crossover between the different individual stories like characters in the background will show up in different songs as like the main characters and i think that's super brilliant way of storytelling but at the end you have to come together and dance along to this song all about love and peace and you know ending war and everything all that you know all the stuff that you would expect to come from the 70s but it's from like a modern japanese song so you know, there, there it is. And they, they have to come together and resolve their differences at the two different cheerleading squads. And you actually get to play as both of them, and it switches between the different squads. And I really enjoyed that. And you see all these characters just coming together. And it's, it's hard to really, like, think of these games as anything other than just fantastic titles for me. I know a lot of people have their problems with them but they really present all these really interesting vignettes honestly it's very similar to Dragon Quest in, in that way where you you have to solve these very specific problems and at the end you see a lot of the culmination of the events that you've undertaken during that game come to fruition and there's a real big payoff if you especially if you're really listening to the lyrics like they don't always fit great with the lyrics but like the songs can kind of be you know janked a little bit to make to make them fit so you know, it's just a really interesting game. And it, it, if anything, it just teaches you about like different types of people. And really, if you're a Westerner, it teaches you about a different type of culture. Like this cheerleading culture is big in Japan. And if you've seen anything in anime, that just looks a little strange for like cheerleading type culture. Like it's a really different ball game there. It, it's a sport unto itself. And it is here too in the US, but it seems to be a little bit more scandalized in many ways. But this one, like the specifically the Japanese cheerleading culture just feels so wholesome. Like, they just really like, yeah, we're going to win! Us! 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 And they just yell that out, like, throughout the entire game. And it's just so fun. Like, it's rare to find games that are just so fun. And this is one of those rare franchises where I would just beat every song at the highest difficulty that I can, basically on every difficulty, just to get that S rank. Like, I would play it over and over and over again. And even on the expert mode, they have this specific feature in the expert mode where you can actually well i think it's through all the modes but especially in expert mode it's really tricky where you actually hide the rings that come and overlap the circles that you have to tap so you don't know when to tap unless you know that song like backwards and forwards so the little circles will pop up but you don't know when you're actually supposed to tap the circles unless you know that song so well and that's just the kind of fun little like Arcade game competition type stuff that I appreciate. I haven't really had the opportunity to play this multiplayer with other people, unfortunately, because... This is before, like, the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection was, like, a really big thing. And I wish that I could actually, like, meet someone with the DS and just be like, all right, let's bust out, you know, a round of Elite Beat Agents. Obviously, Skater Boy, because it's the best song on this track list, right? Right? Maybe that's just me. But just being able to bond over this with someone I think would be really fun. My wife wasn't really interested in ever trying these games out, so trying to get her to (laughs) play along with me wasn't going to happen, but anyway that that's basically all I have to say about this franchise it's really fun and if you want to get these games if you want to import them on the Nintendo DS or even to play on your 3ds they are completely region free so you wouldn't have a problem hooking this up to a, a US system whatsoever and on eBay or wherever you maybe even Amazon too I have to imagine just a loose cartridge of either the, the first or the second and o- non games are probably pretty cheap. Elite Beat Agents maybe not so much, because it was a Touch Generations game, and I know that some of those early Nintendo DS games are kind of going up in price for whatever bizarre reason. I don't know. Collector's gonna collect, you know, they, they do their thing. So, if you want to get them, I would highly encourage you to start grabbing them up now, and, you know, erase the save file there, because it's really best when you go in, like, completely from scratch. Like, I It's just fun to build that up and to build up your skills like because the easy mode, it's hard if you don't know what you're doing. And if you start on easy and you build your way up all the way up to the expert mode and then you go back and see what you've actually accomplished, it's just crazy how good you actually get at the game over time. But unfortunately, this is where I got to stop because there are no more new games in this franchise and it's really sad. And I'm sorry for the sound of my dog in the background. She's kind of sad, but I'm just going to have to leave that in. But there's no more games in this franchise. The closest that we've gotten to any kind of representation from the Owen or the Elite Agents are as spirits in Super Smash Bros ultimate which is just kind of a sad thing my dog is sad because of that like you can hear her in the background <laughs> but there there has been kind of a spiritual successor in the US application game online where people make their own little beat maps and everything but it's just really not the same especially when you're playing with a mouse it's okay and it kind of scratches that itch a little bit but I just really want them to make a new game for the Switch I, I wish they, they had their opportunity with the 3DS and they never did they really could have done a good downloadable title like I would be fine paying for individual tracks piecemeal that's just me but I, I would have totally done that if they had made that opportunity available but they didn't so it's basically a dead franchise at this point and only survived by the fans who wish for a, a new game in the series and maybe someday we'll see one for the switch i don't know but anyway that's pretty much it for this episode and i guess i didn't really introduce myself like in what i do i am west i am the henshin dad you've heard me occasionally on this podcast and we were talking about persona 5 and you know, that's, that's cool. And that's pretty much it. So if you want to hear about Tokusatsu eh, toku <laughs> toku and Power Rangers and Kamen Rider and all those cool things, please check out my podcast, Henshin Dad. Uh, check me out on Twitter, the same username. And my dog is really sad now, so I got to go. So thank you. And go check out these Ondan games because they're great. Osu!
1: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. No, no, that's not true. That, that's impossible. This is such an incredible moment. A memory that will bring joy to the hearts of millions of people for generations. Wait, wait, what? the sort of thing they talk about on the Retro Station podcast. The stories, movies, music, moments that brought us together as a people that we enjoyed with friends. You you laugh about this with your friends? My life has been a lie! Exactly. This is wonderful. You're crazy! No, everyone agrees. This is a truly classic moment. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Did you kill Mom then? Well, I, I, I'd rather not talk about that. Oh, I, I bet they talk about that on the Retro Station, huh? What a classic moment that was when Mom died. Actually, most people thought that was a bit of a letdown. They made memes making fun of it. They, they made memes of Mom? The Retro Station Podcast. Celebrating all those things that made us nerds.